carjacks. You're on. You're supposed to keep talking. Uh, I told you not to worry about it. Uh, you came in hot. <laughs> okay. came in hot I could have heard you. But he said, uh, uh, there's Thor. He's our, one of our top sales guys. And then from there on, every time I saw Davey out, he would say, hey, Pete, what's up? What's up? And then he got mad that I quit. I said, dude, I got an opportunity to be a manager. You know, yeah. what would you do? Good yep. transition. Absolutely. Welcome to the Carjacks. Um, this is our fourth installment. And our first guest in studio, uh, 103 floors up of the Car Snoop Studios. How 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 did how did go, Pete? Getting up here, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Very scary. I don't like heights. <laughs> heights and snakes, I don't do. Yes. Yeah, so, so, do you turn around when you get on the elevator and not look out the window, the glass windows? Never. Yeah. Never, never. It's scary. It's scary. But hey, um, we're gonna have a. Pete is uh, here, and Pete Lukowitz. Um is here in studio and Pete um, why don't you tell a little bit about just you in general right how long you've been in the car business and where you kind of where you started and like wor what you're doing now uh, I've been in the car business r almost 25 years um, and I got my start I used I'm a trained chef I worked at the only five-star restaurant in Indianapolis Peter's restaurant and bar and then a guy I trained got me into car business by I was an auto broker for Forum Credit Union and Eli Lilly Credit Union and I worked there for almost five years and then that kind of fizzled off just because the way the business was and then I ended up getting a call from Penske and said hey come sell cars for us well it's funny the um, the food industry there's a lot of transition from food to cars Absolutely. I've, I've noticed that over the years of, of um, meeting new people and, and whatnot, because that was me. Um, I was with uh, Ruby Tuesday's organization. And, uh, Salad screens. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, I and they wanted me to stay and do the general manager thing, you know, and um, that didn't work out. I, I, I didn't want to uh, continue in the restaurant industry, and I, that's when I went into uh, electrician. And then from there, I became in the car business. I was only an electrician apprentice um, for a little bit, you know, uh, a couple years. And it wasn't for me. So that's how I ended up. But um, so I know you from Penske. Yes, you do. That's where I first met Pete was at Penske. And um, I was the used car. Uh, no. Yeah, you were the used car manager. Um, I was the used car manager there at that time. That's right. Um, and that was a. That's the old Penske when, you know, um, <laughs> there was a lot more inventory over that area, and it was much easier to get into. Um, now it's um, it's kind of a mess over there. Well, that's um, also when 96th Street was the place to be. Yeah, yeah, 96th Street in Indianapolis. Um, well, 96th Street and Fishers is still, I think, the two places to be, um, those, that corridor um, on the north side. But, yeah, it's uh, I feel bad for that, that area over there, the, the – that's not Don Hines. That's uh, Tom Wood. Tom Wood Ford. Tom Wood Ford. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for that little area over there for those guys because it's it, it used to be if you were on that corner you were in the best spot. Absolutely. You know, and and now they're kind of uh, not. Um, you know, so, uh, but Pete, now, um, we met. You were 
you were in sales then, and uh, you were doing you were a little bit more into the the BDC ver- aspect there. Well, um, with Katie, um, you were maybe she was just giving you deals, but well, <laughs> no, at that point, I, I, oh, I was the house mouse for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, a little cheese <laughs> here or there. I was the uh, like the used car internet guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, internet guy, and um, and and, and even then, what? That's uh, so. Um, that'd be 15 years ago. That was back in 2000. Everything six, I do is seven, by my eight. age of my boys. Walker's getting ready to be 18. He's at three. Yeah. And so that's how I, I – everything I do on where I was is how old my kids were. I, I, it's hard for me to put dates or years with seats of where I've sat, but I can always match that up with their birthdays. Well, I'll give you a, a, a little bit of history if you don't remember. Uh you being the used car manager and you had a marker in your hand <coughs> and you kind of swiped left and I was standing next to you and it was my three week old uh, North Face jacket that was blue <laughs> <laughs> and I do drew that. right across it uh-huh. and then you're like, I'll give you $200 for code because <laughs> it was called blue and I'm like, took it off and handed it to you. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, and I wore it to Nashville. I remember that. That's true. Um, Actually, in Jackson has that coat now. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a nice coat. I think well, there was no liner though. That was no, the thing. You weren't wearing a liner, and you said, "I'll give you the liner." I never got it, so it was just a shell. I'm sure the liner's somewhere in my house. <laughs> 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 but uh, Pete, now you, um, you're you're in used cars. Yeah, I'm a used car manager. Yep. Okay. Um, and what we tend to do on this show is we leave out names sure um especially but we don't talk bad we just leave out names if people want to go look and see who wears where and whatnot that's fine but um you're at one of the well you're probably the largest buick gmc store in the state i would say so yeah with the numbers uh, new and used for sure you know and then definitely real estate locations absolutely it's um it's massive um we talked last week how that's never going to be utilized again, that much space. I can see that, yeah. You're not going to need it. Especially what we just went through. I mean, you know, I think the manufacturers have realized they don't have to, you know, put all this inventory on a lot and and rely on all this volume. They still can get the volume by minimizing, you know, what's coming in and coming out. I mean, I'm in a store that used to have six, 700 new on the ground and i think we're at 120 right now <laughs> that is that is unbelievable um but then with that 120 on the ground what's your turn so what are you are you selling 120 a month mm, real close yeah we're probably i think last month we did 88 but but if i remember correctly though um with 700 on ground you were pushing 200 yeah, right around 200, so 90, 200. So you're cutting half on volume. Correct. You know, um, but you maximized per deal Absolutely. over the last 18 to 24 months. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? I say, I mean, wow, shoot, it's probably 26 months. I mean, the one thing that is I think we were a little late to the game um, when realizing that, you know, inventory is dying. How are you going to make it up? Well, you've got to make sure you maximize, you know, uh, you know, supply versus demand. Well, over over sticker and whatnot, all those types of things, and 
um, like I like to call it mop and glow, whatever the yeah. the mop and glow. <laughs> what, whatever the exterior um, you know s product that you're selling, you know that's uh, long term wax or whatever yeah. you want to call it, right? Um, those types of things. Um, you know, there's there are dealers out there that were, you know, this are delivery fees they were calling them and mm -hmm. and, and and giving extra fees and whatnot. Um, but but back to you maximize volume. Um, and or maximized per deal, but now you're at half the cars, and now we're seeing that the the over MSRP game is shifting. Um, maybe the higher trim levels we're still finding out the ones that are harder to get, but overall, and even on national advertising and dealer local dealer advertising, I'm seeing MSRP and under yeah. on some cars yeah yeah you are seeing that um you know you've heard the term race to the bottom it started and, and again you know guys like us that have been in doing it for a long time don't like it but that's the way the business was um right now i think the only models that are really still in high demand um and very very low supply are the yukon denali's um in the uh, ultimates in the uh, a24x's and trucks other the ultimates that. what's that so you've got uh, the Yukon Denali and then the Denali Ultimate, so which you go from on a Denali, what was it, 83, and then an Ultimate gets you about 89. Okay. Is that as high as the, the Denali's go now is 90 grand? Well, at MSRP. Well, so what is the current model? For, I mean, like, where are you guys over MSRP? Wh what, is the, what is the area doing right now? 10 grand over. 10 Gs. Mm-hmm. On the on the big trim levels, on only the ultimates, Denali's are still five grand. Um, and the thing is, is a lot of, of consumers aren't realizing that, you know, they call in and they ask about an inbound that's there, and we tell it's already been spoken for. And they're like, I've been calling everywhere. Like, you got to get on quick. But because you have a list, I mean. Oh yeah. Um, right now, if you want to order one, you're being told twelve months. But is ordering over a stick or two? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but you're price protected as well. So being that is, um, the manufacturer can change the MSRP um, anytime. But if you've agreed to this number and we submit it, that number is your number. It won't change. Even if the manufacturer increases MSRP, that's your number. Well, so back in the day when I was at that same store 20 years ago, um, and we were doing 300 cars a month from another location even, mm -hmm. um, but the pricing increases back then, and most recently, you know, you were only getting one or two price increases on average a year in certain things. And now, how many are you getting? Everything. Everything gets a price increase. It's probably, I would say, 2%. Really? Right now. Um, but it also, it's getting the availability of the options. So you don't have, uh, you know, some cars coming in with uh, park assist. What's hilarious is, okay, you don't get park assist, but the manufacturer gives you a $50 credit on the MSRP Maroney label with a coming in soon. And the consumers are like, when's it coming? And you're like, I have no clue. <laughs> That's part of the chip. Short, is that uh -huh. part of the ship? Yeah. yeah. Are you guys getting giving people two key fobs? Oh, yeah. We, we haven't had a key fob problem. Okay. You know, I'm but manufacturers have that problem. Toyota. Yeah, Toyota's only giving one key fob. Yeah. And then they're going to... And then uh, Honda, I think, too. And then what they're going to do is going to be a recall, like Chris said. 
and then they'll send out recall notice that your key's available. Well, that's what, yeah, with these uh, to be built later, it's all about VIN specific. Here's the funny thing. You know, a lot of people are still trading in these late models. They're trading in 22s, and they haven't even gotten those parts yet. <laughs> so it's where do you track it? Where's yeah. it going? That's a nightmare. And it only is supposed to be installed by the uh, original dealer. Okay. Okay, we haven't talked. But, yeah, what are they going to do, though? People move. Exactly. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so we hit we hit on new cars a little bit there. Then the used cars, right? So how many do you have on the ground? 230-ish. That's a lot compared to most people right now. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Killing it. You know, and then we're seeing that nationally um, a lot of dealers are feeling the crunch of their average age of inventory is – increasing quickly very you know so um if i don't know if you heard that came out yesterday that carvana has a 806 million dollar fourth quarter loss more than double what they were prepared for so um me i have been talking about the car carvana um sector and what what that means for the car business and what it's done to the car business um i think carvana model has forever changed the car business not the carvana the brand i mean carvana the experience so clearly consumers want to buy cars with the ability to have them shipped to their doorstep right or yeah. go through a, a user experience that they're kind of in control of um, where Carvana faltered and failed was acting like they could just jump in and be a car dealership and understand how it works and the paperwork and the titles and all of the um, influence between states. I mean, it's just it's different everywhere you go. So the one thing that car dealerships do a great job at is really following the rules of the delivery, right, and making sure that the paperwork and the pap it, it's it, you know signed correctly and and I's are dotted and T's are crossed, and the state is, you know, satisfied. Um, so the titles can be presented. Um, warranties are getting um, sold, um, re registered and whatnot, right? All the things that you're hearing, the nightmares of the Carvana, I mean, um, they, they can't survive it. And what I think is coming and is going to be coming in the next six months, as I am, I've been saying this, that there's going to be a huge inventory dump um, that's going to come from them, Vroom, um, and these other people that tried to reinvent the wheel and go into the, you know, owning of vehicles. Yeah. And, and are you concerned of that? Because, I mean, if you have 200 cars, are you concerned of what if hundreds of thousands of vehicles get dumped nationally and immediately there's that type of um, kind of, um, you know, equaling out. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll answer that, and then I want to go back to Carvana, uh, just because I've, I've got a different take on them. Uh, yeah, and that's why right now, you know, you've got to be smart with getting the cars at the curb versus going out to the auction to buy them. Um, and we're, 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 you know... You Are you guys buying cars at the auction still? Yeah, we still have our buyer. Um, you know, you and I have worked with him. Um, he's a good buyer, um, but he's paying a premium. And the thing is, is between buying the car, getting it there, the fees, 
by the time I get it on the lot, I spend, let's just say, on average, I spend $1,100 in recon, including putting a, a detail on the Z-Bart on the, on the car. Um, my car starts off at a negative. And it's it's hilarious that, you know, because the consumers are like, you got to have a discount. I, I don't have one. You know, I, I, I had to pay a premium to get it here. That's why you're here type deal. So that's the problem I have is when we go out and buy these cars, you know, you're putting them out as a negative. So you're all you're relying on. Hopefully they got a trade. Hopefully they finance. Hopefully that they, uh, you know, pick up some product, you know. And then, of course, I don't get paid off the service, you know. But again, you know, dealers hoping I get service. I get this, this, this. So, you know, Carvana, uh, you know. Obviously, I like being on here because I always because I look at your sign and so forth, scandals and whatnot. I think Carvana's, you know, crack of shit. Honestly, <laughs> I've never liked them. Uh, here's the thing: when customers say, "Well, I'm going to go buy a car at Carvana," my response is, "Where are you going to service it? Who are you going to call when the car breaks? You know, this, this, this. Who are you going to call, call to get help? They're not. They're they're only in the business of, of selling a car. That's it. And, and that's true. And that's true. And and um, overwhelmingly though, they sell cars that are under warranty. Yeah, um, so they, they that's where they're kind of pushing that customers back to the dealer. They, and, and they do. And, and the funny thing is, is when you got a Carvana and you got CarMax. I love the CarMax theory. And who's the number one used car dealer in the country? CarMax. Who's the number one grossing dealer in the country? CarMax. And you can't negotiate. You walk in, you go through their experience, and boom. And people are happy. I mean, that's why they sell. I mean, place by us, what do they sell? Five, 600 cars a month. Used, without well, having a new, new a new car front. True, true, and um, but I th- that that speaks volumes to that consumers like a different experience, right? Yeah. Um, the diff, the three of us here. Um, one thing we learned early when we all decided that we wanted to make more money, be more successful, and stuff is we were very good at building relationships with customers, and um building our clientele basis and taking care of people. So if we if we didn't do that, we we know what would have happened if for them just fending for themselves within the walls of the dealership, right? Calling in, trying to get somebody to help them on something. When when somebody is I call them, you know, um they're not they're not attached to a salesperson, they're orphaned, a real orphan. A real orphan. A real orphan where they're calling in and trying to get something accomplished. We all know what normally happens to that person. It's a bad experience, right? They're getting pushed around, they're getting transferred over. If, if they have to deal with service or parts separately without knowing somebody within the dealership, right? Overall, the dealership, um, I used to say this, I love the car business, I fucking hate the people in it. That's what I've always said, right? All the people that I'm forced to have to deal with right not not the not the 15 fantastic ones it's the ones that were there yesterday and not today right um they're the ones that are back there pushing buttons in the service department and they don't want to be there and um i did all this hard work of of gathering this information delivering this stellar product making a you know getting great csi and then the first time they come in for the oil change they're blowing out and they're mad as hell, right? How many of those have you had to deal with? Well, you know? I can tell you right now, I mean, you know, me being in it day to day, what we just went through with the Rome, these consumers are, they've got a short trigger. 
I mean, they are mad at the world, mad at everything, but also you're not getting the, the normal 800 credit score customers right now. You are not. I know. You are, and again. And why is that? Oh, because they, they can wait. Thank you. They, they can wait. They don't have to buy a car. Why would they trade in their 2.9% rate on their current vehicle for a 7.9? Well, it's the same it's thing. It's under warranty. The tires are good. I'm not doing it. It's like my wife and I have. She, she's got a, a Audi A4 I bought, a 14 with 20,000 miles. I got a rate of uh, 2.7, I think. And I looked. I found a car for her, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What, ask my finance guy, what's the rate going to be on this car? He says, no, shoot, you, you know, you're an 800. Eh, probably 6 7%. No, <laughs> I'm out. I don't care. It's, it's not that deep. But, but you know what, Pete, though? And I know that's, your, that's our current stance, right? That's our current stance right now, but they're never going down again later. No, never. No, I don't think we're so probably with these rates, you're, we're probably on a five-year run minimum. And I'm going to go to never again. We're never going to see 0% again. We're never going to see one nines and two nines and shit like that again. If you do, it's going to be on select, like, of, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be bastard units. It's going to be, it's going to be some, you know, change of model. It's going to be something that they have to do to push them to get rid of them. But we're never, ever, ever going to have three and 4%, 72 month terms ever again. When I got in the car business, Prime was like nine nine, and G or, or Ford would if they would advertise something at sixty months, it would be five point nine, right? Or six point nine was their special rate, okay? So, I I, I am I am one hundred percent sold. That we're never going back to that ever again. And and here's the thing, the last what is it, the rates have adjusted what the last six months, the consumers still haven't caught on, and they're coming in. I mean. Case in point, I had a customer come in and tell me he he wanted two and a half percent on a fourteen with a hundred thousand miles, and I said, "Where do you plan on getting that?" And he he came to realization the finance manager gets him approved. It was ten percent, and he's an eight twenty credit score. Sure. And yeah. guess what? He said, "I'm not doing that." And we're like, "You don't have to." What did he do? He ended up leasing a vehicle, brand new. His payment was a hundred bucks higher a month, but he justified, "I'm buying a newer vehicle. It is a lease." But yet, I'm not recently he's that he did a lease. It was two days ago. I mean, because that's another thing we talk about. There's as we're out here, Chris, um, checking on things for customers and investigating. We're finding that leases are very few and far between. So last month, we ran twenty five percent lease from we a store that historically is sixty plus percent. Absolutely, we have not seen a twenty five percent. A month lease, two and a half years. I mean, because you were doing like single, like five percent or something. You were doing oh, a couple to get, and mainly businesses. I'm assuming that just to get a double digit lease number was unheard of, because I mean leases didn't make sense, you know. And and all these consumers are talking about hey, who you know dealers are making all this money. This you know who made all the money, <laughs> the manufacturers. Yeah, L let's look at it. Yeah, not a special rate, not a rebate. They didn't have to inflate the residual. The manufacturers were printing money. I mean, printing it. Yeah, and the dealers were doing a pretty good job themselves. Well, that's what I'm the, 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 the dealers the, were at the top. Yeah. At the top dealers, right? It, 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 by a byproduct, you know, the managers. Every oh, here's the thing. Really, over the last twenty-four to thirty-six months, the average commission increase across the board. I, I don't know what the number is, but it's got to be 30, 40, 50 percent. I mean, 
Well, I lots you know, of commas, lots of commas in in, oh, you know, in the comic club. Well, but I mean, I mean, but from people that wouldn't have before earned it. No, you, you had you know I've got twenty six guys now on the floor, and I think that we just brought in five new ones. So of twenty one, let's just say, of all these guys, there's guys that are you know Chris would know, you would know that have been at this store that you guys have worked at you know in the past. Great guys, not very good salespeople. But yet they're starting to get eight, nine, ten, yeah, or eight, nine thousand dollar commissions, thinking they're they're you know doing something right. I'm like, no, you're not. These customers can't tell you no because they know they can't get anywhere else. Now we're back to reality, and I'm like, guys, you got to put your selling shoes on now. I, I I've wondered about that too because I I worked with you at the end of my my tenure there, and uh, you were the you know you were consistent. You you're workers guy. And, uh, do your shit, sell the car. Um, how have you had to transition now with the the workers? Because you know we were you were looking at maybe forty sales guys. Now you're down to twenty six now. And how are you getting them? The guys that were making that money, are you having to train them every? You know, you know, you have to train them back over you know, again. Uh, or yes, or I mean the 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 worst track I use is a it's adult daycare every day. Yeah, and, and again I, you know. Cole and I have been selling cars for 20 plus years. You know, you've been in it for a dozen years. It's it's back to, to where it was, but yet these sales guys are, they're not like we used to be. There are, those sales guys don't exist anymore. Well, hell, but how about the ones that came into the sales over the last 36 months, right? Right. They, they, they just think this is what it's like. They, oh, they, trust me, I've got a new sales guy. He's a great kid, um, 23 years old, and his first paycheck was four grand. <laughs> And then he looked at me and he says, man, I really like this. I said, don't get comfortable. <laughs> this, is not what, this is not how it is. You, you have to understand, you have gotten lucky getting the right cars, you know, th that, that have that kind of profit built into them because most of these cars do not. So it, it, training is every day, yeah. every day, every day, every day. You know, and, and there's times, you know, of I'm a little gruff to get along with. You work with me. He's worked with me. But. I've been doing it for so long, it comes like riding a bike to me. Yeah. But these other sales guys, you know, the new ones that come in now and the ones that have been doing it for a long time, they're they're just, they're not uh, ready to take the next step. They're happy with being, you know, conservative. Yeah, like switching that guy to lease. I mean, you you knew what to do to do that, but how, how many other guys would just let them, you know, I mean. Get mad and walk out. Mad, yeah. I mean, you know. it, 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 that that's who we don't have. Yeah, we, you don't have that anymore. And, right. and and you know, it's all about you know we've heard the term switch piece and so forth. When that car doesn't work because the customer came in, let's find another switch piece type deal. These guys, these salespeople now, they're more inept with just selling a car and making their and like the store I work at. The minimum commission is two hundred bucks. They're happy to get two hundred bucks, and I'm like two hundred dollars, dude. You average ten cars a month. How do you make a living? No offense. Yeah. And I know, I know, yeah. And so then, you, so er, we everybody made money, right? Manufacturers been printing money. Um, the owners, the owners, um, doing well, doing making so much more because they weren't advertising. We weren't on the radio, we weren't on the television. Didn't need to be, right? So they were saving money monthly that way. Um, and then the, I was I was shocked a couple things. One, um, how quickly customers. Agreed, right? Like, the, 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 as you talk to people uh, out here, um, 
how quickly we're saying, yeah, um, you know, we aren't even getting any blowback anymore. And that was only a couple months because customers go home and talk to customers and go to church and go to work and say, I did all the homework. I tried to negotiate three times with three different places. <laughs> it didn't freaking work. And I lost the car each time. And I finally just had to go buy it. Well, the word got out really fast. And every dealer that I was talking to was in the aspect, and I was inside of a dealership at this time, that was basically this, listen, folks, I apologize, but if you don't take the car, somebody's going to walk in here in a Someone few minutes, yeah. and they're going to buy the car. So I apologize, and I can't accept your $1,000 off number no matter what, or you're leaving. I have to say, when you know it's a goodbye, is when I'm willing to say goodbye Right? And, and leave. And a lot of times, you, you didn't even have the car to sell. I mean, at, at Toyota, I was just selling deposits. So I don't even have a car to, for you to get in. I mean, the, the one I was had rentals that you could test drive. But you were not You were negotiating a car that wasn't <laughs> there, and you're taking a deposit, and you'd sit there, and all you could do is really, you know, talk about, hey, yeah, have, this is crazy, you know? I mean, Well, and, and, you know, who I work for, uh, General Motors, you know, they came in and we were selling, pre-selling these cars, putting them on paper once we had a VIN number, and then putting them through the business office, and it's a done deal. GM caught wind of this and said, you guys can't do this. No one's at our store, everybody else. No, the whole country was doing it. And so you have to take a deposit, and we would put them on a handwritten contract. Guess what? We probably had 40, 50, 60 within the first two months of all of those. Probably half fizzled out. Because they went, they decided I can't wait that long, and get, they went and bought another and bought anything else. Anything else? They just there was a lot of that. So were you giving wheels. back refunds? Were you giving back refunds? Oh yeah, yeah. We only oh, took, see we, some places. Some are. places is too bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, I didn't know about. Oh, there was a lot of that going <laughs> yeah, on in no, the city. No, it's a, it says it is non-refundable deposit. So your five hundred bucks goes to the car. And well, I've had let's see, uh, you know, hot product, just Yukon Denali. We've got this black Yukon Denali that came in uh, a month ago, and a salesperson had it pre-sold, everything. Calls his customer and goes, oh, no, I already bought something else. Can you refund my money? Well, thanks for telling us. <laughs> right. Guess what? I mean, the phone lights up. And then first guy comes in, you know, boom, he takes it. Another guy calls, I want that car. Well, it's already been sold. Well, how much? Five grand. Well, I wasn't going to pay it anyway. Well, you weren't going to buy it then. <laughs> right. And he's, and you know, you ask him, what have you found out? Well, you know, you guys are the lowest over MSRP. And we're like, so you're, if you want it, that's what it's going to take. You know, no offense. That's what it takes. You know, no love loss from us. How's your CSI? Like, how, how's that overcoming? It? So here's the thing. I hate CSI. <laughs> I, hate, I, I fucking hate it. I mean, these, these manufacturers are finding ways to not fucking pay us. Yeah, um, and, and it's you know, and it's funny. It used to, it, it's gonna, it, it's it. They just tie another percentage of something to the delivery process to not pay. Manufacturers do not want to pay dealers if they did not have to pay them anything. They wouldn't. They the manufacturers hate the dealer, the, the the dealership model. Now, if they could get rid of the dealership, they'd be happy. Yeah. So it, CSI, um, it's taken a little bit of a hit, but here, you know, you work for General Motors. You worked at Honda. You know, you've worked at Toyota. You know, you've, you've seen it forward. We've gotten, I don't know, probably 30 surveys in this month. Only one was real bad. 
there was probably nine that were not completely satisfied, but very satisfied. That's a nine out of ten. Yeah. That dropped our score 20 points from 100 to 80. And I'm like, hold on. If this was the math when we were going to school, you don't have nothing but failures yeah. in life. But am I and even the customer says, I was, you know, very satisfied. And, yeah, you try to coach these customers. But, again, you know, the salesperson, that's their job. You yeah. know, to me, it's not the manager's job except for thanking them and so forth, but follow up with the salesperson. And you ask them, the problem is right now when you sell a car, I don't know about any other brand right now, but at uh, uh, GMC Buick, you get four surveys. Mm-hmm. It's not it's just a real one. Oh, you, the, the one that really counts <laughs> comes last. Yeah. <laughs> I've already filled out one. Well, no, that's not the real one. You'll get yeah, that well, one. Well, and, and uh, a consumer who he just filled out and became very satisfied for completely, we called him up and asked him what happened. He goes, I'm surveyed the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, so we're, well, first of all, I can say this. We're, we're sponsored by Carsnoop. And one thing that Carsnoop does is it's all about the user experience and the customer experience. And we see at Carsnoop <coughs> the future. And one thing we believe is there's going to be a lot of almost metaverse deliveries. So you're going to put on VR headsets and you're going to do your virtual walk around with a third party. It's not going to be an untrained salesperson that you're trying to make fall in love with your product that you spend all this time and money, billions in some aspects of launching a product. Sure. And it's going to be a virtual walk around with all the technology and the customer is going to click boxes that they understand and this is, and they can set in their car, and they can do all the things with it at the same time, and then they'll f- click completely satisfied at that time. <coughs> Where that that survey um, will be done then, right then, and um, and and almost to this, I, I think there's, I think you're to a point now in this in the car business where we're on the cusp of seeing the salesperson dwindle away you know i've i've probably the past even before what we went through the past two and a half years probably the past four years i've seen this i've really seen there's not a reason to have a salesperson at all you know be and now again you're gonna have a customer complain but again that's where the consumers are going i just want to have somebody give me information i'll buy it i'll move on type deal because and you know the vr stuff you know my kids have those things it's yep. going to be the norm. It's going to be but the norm. It's going to happen. It's way. It, it, you're, you're, even when you're shopping for your car, it's going to be virtually. You're going to do a walk around on the. Everything about it's going to change. We just came from NADA, and the customer experience, funneling people to the purchase, um, off-site deliveries, um, signing your paperwork virtually. All of those things is the next aspect of the car business, and um, <coughs> the Tesla model works. Absolutely. Clearly works. They m- Say what you want to say about the guy. I think know. he's a great guy. I, well, I, I like him, too. I like him a lot. Well, first of all, he's an alien, right? We <laughs> yeah, already know that guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the dude, you know, he's not, he's not human. We already know this. We're trying to hide it from us. You know, the dude's an alien. But he's, whatever. A bi- he's a billion-dollar alien. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. But, um, you know, it works. And, and, and the manufacturers 10 years ago were laughing about this guy. Absolutely. About how he was going to sell cars. I remember the whole thing with General Motors. You know, it was like a, 
they put it out there, you know, he's going to be out of business in 10 years, right? I mean, what well, did you just see what what he did? No, go ahead. He just overtook BMW as the number one import car sold last year. Wow. Number one. Yeah, and uh so the the model of, you know, the here's the price, take a picture, you know, upload all your information, sign your contract, the car gets is is at a Tesla location for you to go pick it up. It'll be there tomorrow, whatever, right? That works. And people are willing to buy cars this way. And what about how about, how about the GM side? Um with the EVs that are coming, what's the what's the check each dealership's got to pay to sell EVs? So and service that's, them. That's, that's funny. So I think it's between two fifty and five hundred grand to be EV certified and so forth. And that gets you your tools and everything. That gets your well, it doesn't get your tools. That just gets you. <laughs> get you know, the hey, you get to do this. So it's going to be like a million dollars. Oh yeah, but yeah. What, what these you know you've already had a few dealers. The bailouts. I'm out. I'm not doing this. Well, th that's by design, though. You know this. Oh yeah. So there's way too many deals. I mean, what happened in '08 and '09? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. GM settled up. They, right. they, they took some stores out of the. They equation. did, and, and there's more of that coming. The 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 dealer network. We we laugh, not laugh, but we're like, wow, you know, just in our dealer groups that we deal with on a monthly basis, we were doing some. Um, we, we we wanted to take all of our dealers that we do business with and figure out how many of each manufacturer we have. And just out of five of our dealer groups that we deal with, we have 14 Chrysler Dodge Jeep stores. Yeah. Way too many. Way too many. You know, and, and, and all of that that we're talking about is within one hour drive from each other. That's just the ones. There, there's multiple that we don't deal with in there, too, that have single standpoint Chrysler Dodge Jeep stores. So you're gonna, I think you're going to see... A lot of those go away. That's going to be some of that. And um, I wrote this down, and I have this in my – it'll be my memoirs that I sign one day, but I firmly believe that in the next phase of service for dealerships will be centralized service locations. So you're not going to have – every one of these stores are not going to have a service department. I can okay. see that. I okay, can. so you're going to have north side, kinda, south side, like east side, west side service, and you're going to have service. You're going to have service revenue share between dealers that are left, yeah. and so you're going to have drop off and pick up of stuff for your cars. You're going to drive through and drop it off and and get in a shuttle. It, 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 you're you're not going to go up here, right? Within within how far from where we are right here? How many GM? service departments are there guys i don't know them big guys are going to share share it's service but i don't it's not going to be they're not going to be able to stop it yeah they're not going to be able to stop it it's going to be a manufacturer it's going to be it's going to be the next phase of it because they know that they can sell cars by click and point and deliver so they're they're going to they're going to gobble up the ones by with these fees yeah. right cuz all you got to do is is bring out another EV that needs something else and it's going to cost them a million dollars to do this one now true so they're going to keep getting rid of these dealers I, you know so i 100% agree with getting rid of some of these because you don't need as many dealers you, no. i mean there's not i mean there's plenty of demand that these dealers can support especially when you got a store that i work at with 26 sales guys there's mm -hmm. plenty of opportunity uh I can't be sold on EV. I'm not. I like driving a Tesla. It's fun. But on the other hand, I, I don't think I'll ever own one. <coughs> but again, I know I drove the new Hummer. That's a great car. 
Not for 120 grand, it ain't. But well, I mean, let's let's and there's let's dabble the, into the EVs a little the, bit. And then there's right now, you can't even sell the hum. I, so my store where I'm at has only had two Hummers. We sold the first one, and uh, our Hummers were sold at 20 percent over MSRP. And the second one, it hit, and then a national stop sale got put on it because of some cover for the batteries to uh, prevent moisture. It still hasn't been fixed. This dude is good. It's thing. sitting there at this dealership. Sitting at the dealership. Can't deliver it. Can't deliver it. The guy's patient. He's cool with it. He's like, I get it. It's not your fault. I'm like, man, I wish you could just tell every other customer. Where's it sitting? Uh, right where the uh, charging station is. It's outside. It's outside. <laughs> yeah, but we can't do anything with it. I mean, <sighs> the only thing has been is we've moved it. You know, when it snowed once or twice here, and I run the plow truck, I'm like, you got to move that Hummer, <laughs> so I can get around it. <laughs> but it's, you know, these EVs. I get what they're doing, but again, on the other side, I like the Huracan. I, I mean, I, well, I, and I, well, I own a couple of sports cars. Well, let's talk about the BS that, that, that we're going to be EV only in 10 years and all this bullshit. Guys, I, I just went on a road trip out west. Zero chance within 100 years you're going to be able to drive an EV from here to Montana. No way. Right, there's... There's there's no way you could do it because you can't there's um, there's not enough charging stations the infrastructure for a national um, push to have all EVs we're a hundred years from that common sense here okay so uh, this this pushing of all these EVs and California is going to be EV only by 2035 or some shit. Uh, I mean, it I, might be before that. I think it's. It, it might be. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely it's, it's ridiculous. But it's stupid. Well, January first in California just came. So if you have a 2010 or older um, semi, you can't drive it in California. So they had hundreds of thousands of semis that now can't be utilized that are fine, and all these people that are delivering into California can't come into California because their semis are 2010 or older and, and now they're having a problem with they can't get their stuff well no shit you know you can't just throw arbitrarily out a rule and not do the math and realize wait a minute 60% of the semis are 2010 or older on the yeah. on the roads bringing us food bringing us food and, you know so now they're dealing supplies. with it where they're not getting their stuff fast enough and they're going to have to go back and because they're stupid, you know. They're 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 everything is pushed by an agenda, and um, getting people to it's like the people who didn't make any money on oil. Well, we're going to get rid of oil. We're going to make it on clean energy, right? I mean, so and then we're going to use oil to make the energy to charge the clean energy vehicles, you know. So it's um, you, I, you don't need semis. Trains are safe. <laughs> yeah. Extremely safe. <laughs> yeah. Birds are flying out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it's so we had to put in a uh, charging station for uh, the Hummer outside and inside. So we put the outside one in. You have to have a code. You have to have a key and all the stuff. And I have it's it's on my phone. I still don't know how to use the damn thing. Don't care. That charging only is compatible with the Hummer. So I've got oh. a Tesla on the ground. I've got to take it to the inside charging station which is the slower version, put the adapter on it, and so forth. I'm like, oh, you guys want to make EVs. We might as well make them all universal, first mm. of all. I mean, it's funny, you know, uh, what was right up the street, um, uh, or down the street, I should say, Meyer. 
I had another Tesla, no charging station. I have no clue how to charge this damn thing. I sent my lot guy down to Meyer. Go, one, go, go plug it in and have lunch. Well, have lunch. <laughs> and, and then come back in an hour. Well, from a, from a, from a, I have some inside information from gas station point of view. So my stepdad um, is in the convenience store business and has been um, with the same company since he was 13 years old. So it's his first job, and he just worked his way up and vice president and all that stuff. And big, huge uh, company that sold out to uh, Speedway. So it was Gas America, and they sold out to Speedway, and then now they have um, those Leo's markets. Leo's are great. Yeah, great uh, food. Great, great food. It's a fantastic <laughs> model. It's like an upscale gas station. Um, but he, you know, of course, he's a smart man, right? So he's like, all right, EVs. I got to check into EVs. What are we going to do with EVs? And he, he had to he had to figure out, okay, if I'm going to do the same volume of that we do now with gas if it was all evs what's our store look like and you know what a normal gas station looks like its footprint how much space it is let's say it's two acres maybe three yeah okay i mean maybe i'd say it's pretty good maybe 30 it needs 30 acres to do the same amount of volume by switching over to charging stations you can't well no i mean I'm talking turnover, right? So, how many are you gonna have in there? Exactly. So, I mean, you're gonna have thirty charging stations. Well, I mean, who knows? My, my point is, like, you go with the, you know, let's say it takes me to put, you know, thirty gallons of gasoline in my car, five and a half minutes or whatever that number is, right? Six minutes to do that same turnover of the same amount of cars and these thirty acres to be able to have enough charging stations so people can wait it out. <laughs> yeah, it's that more like rest stops, not gas stations, right? It's I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah, because until somebody comes up with a way to charge a, a EV car in twenty minutes or less, the only way this works is EV share. You don't own your car, okay? So you schedule your drop off, and then you pick up another one. So you drive to one place. And you go just just like the scooters downtown. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously. And you see them over on the it's EV, it's <laughs> EV share. <laughs> the car, the car yeah, that you're. There. Yeah, so the, the, you 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 know you have one waiting there, and you show up there, and you're on your way from here to Florida, and you get to Atlanta, and you pull into your EV share location, yeah, and you well, jump into another one, and yours stays there and starts charging for the next person to show up. And what do you think? That'd be a membership. Sure, subscription. Because, yeah, you might as well get rid of. You know, now you don't have a car payment. No, you don't have insurance. No, I mean, um, all everything is user experience driven these days. Um, have you have you used Toro? Yeah, I've, I've actually. T my buddy just got back from Austin visiting his kids, and he asked me uh, two years ago when he went to visit him. Hey, can I get one of your hookups from Enterprise? I said, Yeah, no problem. Call my guy. He hooks them up. It's forty percent off on a rental car. He's like, man, these rental cars are stupid price. <laughs> Even with the 40%, I said, yeah. man, try this Turo. He goes, what is it? I said, because people like me, you know, if I want to put my 911 or my Camaro out there and somebody can rent it, he's rented now a BMW convertible, a Jeep Wrangler. Let's see, the Jeep Wrangler, I think, for five days only cost him 300 bucks. Well, and, and here's the thing. We just did Turo when we went to Dallas, and I've never used Turo before. And when we were, when we got into Dallas, it was the NADA convention, so there was lots of people there, a lot of lines at the at the rental car, 
uh, oh, yeah. huge lines. We walked by all these lines. We went outside and got in an Uber. The Uber took us off the airport grounds to a hotel that had a car parked there with a keypad on it to get the key, and our car was there waiting for us. We drove it away. We brought it back. We put the key back on the thing. We clicked the app that the car was now dropped off, and that was it. And it, we had it for three days, and my bill was like $360 or something, but I paid for the extra insurance that was like 125 bucks. Like, if anything happened... Well, you were driving, so well, I, mean, yeah. well, I wanted a million dollars of coverage, right? I, 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 uh, we needed every bit of it. Jesus. He's like, there's five lanes. Well, I mean, can we not go 127 miles an hour? I'm like, Dude, it's not Germany. It's Texas. Put the Camry to the. You know what I loved? I loved that I was driving a local oh. license plate, right? It looked like I belonged. You're so I could honk and flip off. Act and everything. Like he knew he was wherever he was going, and it was just, um, then he's looking at his GPS half the time. I'm like, this is not. I was like, Chris, just close your eyes. I did, too. I, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Drive fast. Take chances. Yeah, but Toro was, is, was killer. Yeah. I'll, never, I'll never rent a car no, like before ever again. There's not a reason to. No. And because um, and it, it's like the Airbnb for cars. It's fantastic. Exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a whole share market now. Mm-hmm. So where you you buy subscription to cars and you share them, that's that's a uh, out west remember, they're doing. I can't remember that. the name of it, but I, I can't I either. Did, I did some homework on it and it's a great idea. Um, I think Audi w- actually signs up now in like the city centers for share. So a- from like Audi's manufacturer, you can do a share a subscription through the manufacturer, not the dealerships. Through the manufacturer, okay. So, um, which may, well, wait a minute, it, it, it could be through the dealership. Well, that the dealership. I, mean, I, I know a few people, what, you know, I pretty much know somebody at every damn dealer in this city, but I, I can ask Audi, that's a great idea. Yeah. Super and and, and it's, I don't know if it's, if it works here, right? It, it, it's probably Los Angeles, Chicago, New York. The major metro. It, it's where people don't need a car all the time. Um, but they have access to quality, late model, under warranty vehicles when they need them. Yeah. And um, it wouldn't work probably here. There wouldn't be enough because there's not enough people living in the metropolitan area. And we that that because New York, you know, they have transit and buses and all the shit. We don't have subways and, you know, I love I love our town, you know, but we're so spread out. That type of stuff really wouldn't work. It wouldn't work here, but that's fine. But but I think it's 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 the it's the beginning stages. New York, Atlanta, Dallas. You know these larger city centers, um, so that's just another thing out there. I don't know if it's long term, but it is long term for all of. For I don't know if it is for all manufacturers, but I think the higher end lines, Beamers, Mercedes, Audis, mm-hmm. you know, I can see that being something. So, okay, how do you think they're going to get their cars? Are they going to do what Enterprise does and get? Because Enterprise is the only manufacturer or, or company I know that can get them straight from the manufacturer, does not have to go through a dealer. So now, what are you doing that? You're you're eliminating dealers. There's well, it's not, not just enterprise. I mean, Hertz, all those, all well, they're all, but well, Hertz, the government, they all, they all have their own. But you can get. I mean, it, it kills me that they can go straight to the manufacturer and get their cars quicker than us. But again, not I during COVID. Oh no, you're right. Not during COVID, they didn't. They were the one of the first ones that got cut out. Yeah, because so the manufacturers realized that selling the, you you this Malibu at triple net net triple net net d- times four didn't make any <laughs> sense. 
when I could I can now sell this Malibu, you know, for MSRP plus plus plus. So they cut them all out, and then the byproduct of that was me setting and watching the auctions, and me texting Pete and like, dude, these two-year-old cars with thirty thousand miles are going for three grand over MSRP. And you couldn't even stay up with it. It was like a robot was clicking oh, yeah. by for Carvana, Hertz, Enterprise, CarMax. It was nuts. Pete's well, right, though, because, I mean, imagine you have a customer one uh, that's got a tr- uh, GMC truck ordered sitting in Fort Wayne and that you're, you can't get it, but uh, you, you can't go up there and get it as a well, dealership. We, we had that but with Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't go up there and get it. You so... You can, here's the funny thing about that. So we just went and picked up a Yukon or a Yukon, a Sierra Denali Ultimate yesterday. Up in Fort Wayne. Up in Fort Wayne. You can go on the website and request to pick up these cars only from Fort Wayne, Roanoke, and I can't remember the other location. That's it. Okay. So we go in and request, let's just say five. We'll use a number. Five cars got requested. Four got denied. You know why? Because now the truck drivers who get paid to bring that vehicle say, oh, never mind, I'll take that. Teamsters. Oh, I'll take that. So now, guess what shows up on our lot? That vehicle. Because we went in and requested it. They're like, no, 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 we want the money. Now they're now, well. That's good then. Now right? it's a byproduct. You're getting your cars back. You're, you're getting your cars. But it's if you go up there, it's ridiculous. I mean, our guys went up there. You should call uh, once you're about thirty minutes out, and they'll bring the vehicle up to the gate. Well, our guys okay. didn't do that. <laughs> so they're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs like, you're retired. You ain't got nothing better to do anyways. They, they, they pick the truck up, come on back. He's like, yeah, if we would have called. He's like, Pete, these cars are just buried and buried and buried. And, and people were saying, there's no cars. Bullshit. There's yeah. plenty of cars out yeah. there. Yeah, I drove by there a couple months ago, and there was a lot of cars stacked up. And then same thing when I was heading to Tennessee. Um, I went a different way to West Tennessee, and I go by um, some uh, – holding yards um, for Ford and like there's and that's nothing a lot of F-150s are stacking up every dealership I go by has a lot of F-150s well you know it's the always been the truck of the year you know yeah but there wasn't any and now I'm starting to see ships stacking up you know and as soon as there's multiple vehicles on multiple lots across the board the race to the bottom happens the deal, the man, the dealers, the owners are gonna slice, 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 and put it on the managers to hold, 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 hold. God, you know? I love that. <laughs> hey, it's your job, you know. Sell those cars wherever, but make some money. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm right on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that with the new cars and like the used cars. Uh, I went to pick up a car at Odessa, and I remember I was like, oh my god, it's a nightmare. You can't even find a car car there. You know what I mean? You're driving up and down. I mean, there was like tw- 28 cars that. Or in one line, I mean, it, it, oh, yeah. they closed off one whole front front entrance now to it. So you drive around the back. I mean, it's totally different to what. So it used I, you to know, be. here's the thing I'm seeing. You know, being that uh, I'm at the desk, I, I'm answering phones, looking at emails, talking to customers. I, I take a lot of sales calls just because I'm, you know, I'll pat myself on the back at Asia Jones. I'm damn good on the good phone. on the phone. Yeah. I'm great on the that's phone. That's that's how I always used to feel and, about myself. And, and, and you know, I can get all the information I need from a customer in a minute and a half and I'm done. I have more out of state customers call. I mean, I have a guy who drove up from Knoxville for an Infinity. And he said, "You still have it. It's an 18 Infinity QX80." Um, and 
So from 18 on, they don't have trim levels anymore. It's just a, a QX80 with options. He wanted the uh, Maroni label. Finally was able to get it. Got it to him and got all these options. I said, let me ask you, did they run out of Infinities in Knoxville? Like between you and me. He says, no, but you've got the cheapest one. It was an 18 with 20,000 miles. I said, okay, fair enough. Easy going. When can you come? He tells me. He goes, can I put a deposit? No, I don't take deposits. And he said, well, I can't come till Friday. I was like, no offense, not my problem. You, if you want the car, you got to come get it. Guess what? They're taken away. He drove up there. He says, yeah, you got the nicest car. Um, will you take a thousand bucks off? I said, no. <laughs> you want to go back seven hours again? And and just you just looked at me. I'm like, what is with all you out of state people? Are you guys out of cars? I get more calls from Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. I'm like Atlanta, Georgia. Well, you guys are near Florida. The, I mean, you had a hurricane, but well, remember, it wasn't that long ago when I remember, you know, trying to buy a car as a used car manager. You had to go to the sale. You had to go there. You had to be there. Um, you had to walk. The, you had to walk the cars. There's a lot of homework involved. Um, and then, and also, you'd ask your used car manager, "Hey, I got a guy on the phone." Um, he's interested in this. He wants to know what his car's worth, right? Hey, uh, why don't you have him back it up and rev it up to the... Yeah, let me hear it run. Let me hear it run. Yeah, time to rev it up, you know? <laughs> I've actually <laughs> witnessed this happening live, right? With a salesperson talking to somebody, having them do this, and holding the phone up to the exhaust of the car. <laughs> you know, it, it used to be like that. And, and then the, the manager would say, I don't know what it's worth. Time to get it up here. I'm not giving him a number over the phone. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Right? That's what it was like. And then us as salespeople figured out ways around that, and we would make the customer happy. But now you're buying you're buying all of your inventory online. Oh, yeah. I mean, my buyer in my store goes to, I think, two locations only during the week. The rest is all online. He's got now three computer screens running. And I made fun of him. I said, well, you know, you're at three different auctions. Is this still Larry? Still Larry. Okay. Yeah. And you know Larry's been in the car business forever. Yeah, he's a, and his job's hard. I'll give him credit. Oh, his yeah. job. Let me I tell you something. And and over the last thirty six months, it's the one job I would not want in the car business is buying cars or a used car manager. Um, it was the toughest time for those guys. A lot of people left and fired during this time. This is unfair um, because no one was prepared. No, nobody knew for the pricing. I mean, what did we go through in 0809? And I say this to a lot of customers. We had no inventory problem. We had a problem with customers didn't want to buy because they were afraid of the unknown. Now we got a problem with we're overpaying for cars because we need cars for our inventory. And then you put them out there and then they want more and more. And it's like, I got no more. But in, you know, in Larry's stance, you know, I, I bust his chops all the time. But yet, you know, he's a good friend of mine. But I, I don't want his job. No, hell no. A tough job. That's a. It's. It, I mean, it's a tough job, and, and, and it's a tough job. And well, it's even. It's magnified, um, multiplied, for a guy like him because the type of group that he's working for and the type of owner that he's working for. I mean, you know, excellence. I mean, there is no excuses. What have you done for me lately? You know, great job last month. Who cares? Not right. to mention that, but on the side, if you needed something as a sales guy, you could always go to him and say, hey, I, I'm looking for this. And he'd, he'd look. You know, the used car factory. The used car factory. It does exist. So yeah. he buys, I think, on average, oh, maybe 30, 40 cars a week. And I probably buy a dozen. You know, I've got my wholesaler guy. You're saying 50 for that store. 30, 40 a week. You buy a dozen. 
just for that just store. for that store. that store only. I don't is he buying just for that store? Just for that store. So is like Gasho still buying for the other ones? Yeah, he is. And then you know they they acquired a new store, so a lot of uh, you know 